that? Who's that? What you want? Police. We've had some complaints about con men pretending to be blind and uh, crippled. Oh, I'd love to help you, man, but I ain't seen nothing since I stepped on that landmine in Viet Cong back in 72. It was rough. That paint. You were in Nam? Um, so were we. Where? Um, I was in, um, Sang Bang, Dangan, uh, uh, I was all over that place, basically, a lot of places, a lot of places. What unit were you in? Uh, I was with the Green Beret, uh, Special Unit Battalion's, uh, Commando Airborne Tactics, Specialist Tactics, uh, Unit Battalion. Yeah, it was real hush-hush. I was Agent Orange, that was my name, Agent Orange, Special Agent Orange, that was me. Airborne, huh? Afternoon, good evening, good morning, and welcome to episode 85 of Dude and a Monkey. Uh, my name is Ian Laurie, and as always, I am joined by uh, Mark Foster. Hello, people. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, this week we have got. We were going to review the the Baba Duck, but unfortunately, um, I was Baba fucked by the uh, <laughs> nice. yes by the uh, the screen ti- uh, screening times because. Nowhere was playing it in the day in Cardiff. So uh, even though I would propose, did you, have you seen it now? I've not. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you didn't uh, bother going there. No. Okay, no worries. Because I was going to say I'm actually going to go and see it on Wednesday evening. So if you wanted to do a double review of that and Nightcrawler next week, I'd have been up for that. But I'll uh, I'll talk about it next week in brief instead. It's all good. Um, I, I completely forgot to mention until literally right now, so my apologies, bud. But, um, yeah, so, uh, but instead we are reviewing, uh, the latest film by, uh, Mark Foster's, uh, cinematic crush, David Ayer, with, um, his latest film, Fury, starring Brad Pitt. Uh, we'll also do some kind of brief what we've been watching, uh, talk some trailers, uh, which obviously we'll start with as normal, and we'll also finish off our untitled, um, actually no, wasn't it Ian and Mark get stabbed to shit in Haddonfield or something like that? That's, that, that's the one, yeah? Yeah, uh, <laughs> marathon with, uh, with, uh, the, um, fucking hell, the Rob Zombie Halloween film. Sorry, that just completely went out of my head then. Um, 
So, Mark, have you got anything to enlighten the uh, listeners with before we get kicking off today? Uh, no, no, it's been, a, it's been a relatively quiet week. Uh, the only thing that seems to take up any kind of airspace within the um, film world this week seemed to be um, people's anger at, at Reese Witherspoon, uh, not Reese Witherspoon, at uh, Renia Zellwinger's face, um, <laughs> which all seemed a little bit fucking strange um, to me. I, I, I literally couldn't, couldn't work out um, what the fuck was people's problem um, with it. Um, you know, a woman goes away, uh, has a few years out of the line, like, comes back and has, yeah, had a little bit of surgery um, and she feels great about herself and everybody's really angry about it. It's like, really? Seriously? Is it is it that slow a news fucking week? Yeah, yeah, it's... I don't... I don't get why people are getting so uppity about it. It's her face. Well, the, th- the thing is, <laughs> as well... what she wants, you know... Exactly. She's not had surgery that's made her look weird, or you know, like like Lindsay Lohan's had loads of surgery, and she now looks. She looks like a you know. She looks fucking peculiar. Yeah. You know, in the same week, Zach Galifianakis um, went on the red carpet, and he's lost shitloads of weight, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, look at this. Great, he's lost loads of weight, isn't it amazing?" And it's like when Zoe comes out and says, "You know," basically comes out. And she looks a little bit different. And everyone's going, oh, it's terrible, it's disgusting, it's disgraceful. What has she done? She was beautiful before, and now she's still beautiful, but she looks different. And I hate it, and what the hell's wrong with this? And all she's done is just kind of had a troubled time in life, gone away, and has come back into the limelight. And he's like, do you know what? I've, I've had a shitty time of it, but now I feel great, and I, I, I'm, I'm ready to come back into the fucking world. And everyone's really angry about it. Yeah, <laughs> it just it baffled me, really. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 baffling is is straight up the word, isn't it? It's just what? Why yeah. do people have such a, pro, a a problem with it? It just good for her, whatever. You know, um, if if she wants to spend her money doing that, she's not hurting anybody by doing it. I mean, like, I suppose some people are maybe arguing, or oh, you know, like people's reactions to her face have made her do this or whatever but it's just i'm pretty sure she's like like she's an academy award nominated actress i'm sure she doesn't have that level of insecurity of people like just having a go at her face that she's gonna completely change it i don't know it just there there must be some other personal reason for why why she's done that and like you say she does i mean frankly Frankly, she looked weirder beforehand. So, yeah. like, if, if if you really want to get down to that, so fair play to her. Fuck it. And also, there's the other thing of, um, you know, have you ever seen have you have you ever seen the photos where people put on photos of um, Zoe Deschanel where she's not got bangs and her hair's, or she's not got a fringe? Uh, I can't say I have. Right, if you, honestly, this is just to, there is a point to this. It's, if you put a, put a picture of um, Zoe Deschanel without her bangs next to a picture of her as you would normally see her, she looks like two different people. Oh, really? All it is is it's a different hair, but she looks like two different people. Um, and it literally could just have been, yes, there's, she's definitely had Botox and stuff like that, but, you know, 
fucking hell, come on. You know, there's a lot of male and female, uh, you know, actors, musicians or whatever that have Botox. But a lot of it could have other bits of it could have just been makeup and hair. Yeah, I mean, it just, I, I, I don't know what, what this obsession with people having to look a specific way exactly. And when people look different, it, it just, I don't know, it's, it's the feedback loop that is the internet and social media. I mean, like, I, I hate Twitter more and more every day, just a little bit more and more every day. But my, the, for communicating with people I want to communicate with, it's still by far the easiest and most useful thing. And also it's a good source for getting news and opinion on things. But mm. the I, I, don't, I, I think I said two things about Renny Zellweger and it was basically I haven't seen it yet and... I've, I've now seen it and that was it you know there's there's no opinion to really be had I mean like, I suppose I've just given an opinion here but I, I you know I, I just good on a I don't really care can we just move on mm. it, 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 yeah the whole thing was just was just very very strange yeah so fuck you for bringing it up Mark but um you know yeah that, 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 that is a, a fair point and I will I will Absolutely take that on board. Yeah, so you should, you dickhead. Um, <laughs> right, so, um, let, I don't mean that, of course. Oh, hello, <laughs> he's just, he's just said something to me on. Oh, is that Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. Fair enough, she looks really different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, and all that is, is just hair. Yeah, fair enough, good honour, I suppose, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Fair enough. That's yes. It. Uh, so, um, trailers, Mark. There's been, I, I think there's been quite a few released since we last recorded. So, uh, maybe I, I, we'll actually I, I, have a, a section of notes for once. I'm, yeah, we work. I'm not watching. Oh, fair <laughs> enough then. Fair enough. Um, I've, I have had an insanely busy week. <laughs> um, so that, that has been the reason why is I, I, I haven't watched any, I, I don't think I have. Let me have a look. Uh, you start going on what you've watched, because you're probably going to mention yourself and I'm going, wait a minute, yeah, watch that. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so, um, you know, I mean, I, the big one for the week, I think, obviously, was uh, the teaser trailer for Avengers Age of Ultron, which... Oh, yes, I've watched that. Uh, yeah. There you go, then. So, uh, which, you know, um, I, I, I think it's, it's a great-looking teaser. You know, um, I like the I like the string song. I think that's quite a, a moody, kind of evocative kind of uh, the, the thing, and the way it kind of echoes in it as well, I found, uh, I found pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Um, it, 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 I also think actually the cinematography looks a lot better. It's uh, this one's actually it, the first one was shot by uh, not Sam McCurdy. Uh, oh God, what was his name? Seamus something or other. Um, I'm gonna have to look this up. But the new one's uh, being shot by uh, Ben Dav- Davis, who uh, worked on Guardians of the Galaxy and Kickass, uh, amongst other things, and it's got. I think it's got more of a sheen and more of a polish to it. And it kind of you looks like... Seamus McGarvey. Seamus McGarvey, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, who, uh, yeah, who I... I yeah, he shot Atonement. He shot this uh, this year's Godzilla. Um, he's working on Pan. He was working on Fifty Shades of Grey, so maybe that's why he didn't come back mm-hmm. for this. But I actually think, from, from the teaser anyway, this looks better than um than the first film and also the fact they're shooting shooting in scope i think is uh is a wise idea as well you know this is the kind of cinema that i think it like scope is kind of made for just like massive 
budgeted what looks to be pretty epic kind of stuff. Um, I, yeah, I think it looks extre- I, I think it looks extremely promising, and um, you know, in Whedon I trust, and it looks like it's going to be the last Marvel Studios project he he does before he, he moves on. And um, it kind of looks like he's going out with a bang. So I, I'm excited about that. Um, yourself, Mark, I mean, I know you're not as big on the Marvel Studios as me. I, I, I'm not. And I, I'll be honest, it, it's one of those ones where while I was watching it, I was going, well, it's got this and it's got this. And it looks like it might be going a little bit darker. I think the idea of James Spader um, is very interesting. Um, but I'll be honest, that's the main thing that I'm interested in. It's... it's um, I'm not being a fucking downer on it, but it, it just looks like another Marvel movie now for me, and that's what they all look like. And it, it part of that is that I've just not connected with them, um, and I'm not going to start shitting on it, um, because if other people like it and if other people think it looks great, that's brilliant. But for me, I'm looking forward to because I want to see what, what, what Spader does with it. Uh, but other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worn out with the Marvel pictures now to be honest yeah fair enough I mean it's um, I don't know it's like just go it's just all Marvel all the time in the moment like in Mm. in TV and in film and it it can get quite wearying but I don't know I I still enjoy it it's going to be I am hoping the general kind of structure of the Marvel films gets a bit more adventurous, but then why would they? Because they still make a shit ton of money. Um, That's it, yeah. But while they've got unique voices as well, I mean, I think it's going to be worth watching. I mean, I think it's not a coincidence that the... I, I think generally the least liked of the Marvel Studios films of the last few years is for The Dark World, which was mm. directed by Alan Taylor, who... Basically, his style was, oh, I did Game of Thrones, so I'm going to gritty this up a bit. And that was about all there was to it. Whereas with James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's, it's quite gunny. I mean, Iron Man 3 is none more, more Shane Black, you know. And mm. uh, But then, I mean, like with Captain America, the Winter Shoulder, a Soldier, I mean, you had, you had Joe and Anthony Russo, who um, really upped their game as well. And, and it's now being rumoured that they're going to be doing Avengers 3 and 4 as well as Captain America 3. So it looks like they're the new Marvel guys, um, which is, you know, fine by me because I thought Captain America 2 was great. But, um, you know, we'll see. It's a, it's a busy old summer next summer, but I've got a feeling that everything's going to be giving Avengers at least a couple of weeks' birth. Um, oh, without question, yeah. You know, which which does make sense. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I like the teaser. Um, Good. So, yeah, also the first trailer for Insidious Chapter 3. Um, I like the Insidious films. Um, I liked... Did you see this? I've not seen it yet, no. Okay, I was about to kind of spoil something in the trailer. There's a good... Ah, spoil it, it's a trailer. Okay, there's a good... Well, there's just a good setup involving some knocking on a bedroom wall, which uh, I, I thought was well done. Um, it looks like it's a, it looks like it might be a prequel because I'm pretty sure Lynn Shay died, but she's in this one. And also there's a scene where the girl's using a phone that looks like a kind of a, a kind of a, like a late nineties, early noughties phone. Um, I, I like the Insidious films. I'm looking forward to seeing what Lee Wan L does with this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I am up for that. Uh, the Gambler, very short teaser trailer, which involved John Goodman and Mark Wahlberg saying fuck you a lot. Uh, it looks good. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, finally, I watched the, uh, trailer for The Woman in Black Angel of Death, which looks 
like the same kind of thing again, uh, mm. except this time with kids. Yeah, I, I watched the um, the Woman in Black uh, Angel of Death trailer, and I, I'll be honest, I can remember barely anything about it. All I know is the fact that I'm looking at the uh, movie clips trailers page, and it says watched across it, and I thought, oh, yeah, I did watch that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, whatever. It, a very, I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, it, it's a Netflix one for me, is, oh, yeah. is that. I mean, because, I mean, I will say as well, the Woman in Black was one of the. It was actually probably the worst cinema experience I've had in years as well because you know it was 12A rated. It was Daniel Radcliffe, mm. so there were kids all over the fucking place. There were people telling them to shut up constantly, and they didn't, and they were giggling. And I did. I I don't. To be honest, I don't think I gave that film uh, as fair a shake as I should, as I should have as a result. Um, but you know, whatever. It's it's a Netflix one. I've got to be more choosy with my film watching these days. And there's gonna be something that I'm into more than that the week that comes out, like for sure. Yeah, I mean, what I will say is, is I got a, a run before uh, Fury um, of uh, the trailers that I got uh, for that were Whiplash, then uh, Nightcrawler, then. Interstellar, Foxcatcher, um, and there was something else. But I looked, there was five trailers, and all five of them was like, I want to see that, I want to see that, I want to see that, I want to see that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Every single one. And then I made me think, shit, all those films are coming up before the end of the fucking year. Is Foxcatcher out? No, Foxcatcher's the 9th of January. No, Foxcatcher's, Foxcatcher's 9th of January, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, even though I'm looking here, Birdman comes out the same week as Women in Black, so boom, Birdman. Birdman. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's um yeah. I actually, I will say as well. I saw that uh that like last trailer for Interstellar in front of um Fury as well. And um I'd, I'd read people saying that trailer was quite spoilery, so I'd kind of avoided it. But mm. I don't know, man. I mean, like it doesn't spoil anything more really than I think if you've read the last the latest Empire or even seen the front cover of the latest Empire, there is a. Yeah, you, yeah, you've seen that. Was the trailer the kind of the trailer that ends with the wave? Yeah, that is yeah. A, a, an amazing image. You know, oh, that is you know, that's awesome. Um, yeah, super excited for Interstellar, and it it kind of I mean like the, the embargo drops on Interstellar reviews tomorrow. Um, so mm. I think tomorrow morning it's just going to be tweets all over the place for it. Uh, I'm not going to read a single review. Uh, before I see it, you know, uh, no, I, 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 I'm not. I, I'm also really, really, really looking forward to the backlash from even before it was released. Totally, it's oh mate, you know, you know, some of the online film press are fucking frothing at the mouth of Nolan, like making a film that's maybe only a four out of five. Mm-hmm. You know, frothing and um. Yeah, I I am so so very pumped as everybody should be for Interstellar, but um yeah, um yeah okay. So uh, did you kind of have any that have come to mind or? No, no that 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 was that was it. I mean, like I said, the only ones I watched was I I watched um the Nightcrawler Red Band and the Interview Red Band as well. But they're they're shows I think we've already spoke about. Nice. Okay. Cool. Okay, so uh, we will get into a clip from. Fury, and then we shall get into talking about Fury. Oh, you hear that? It's a goddamn SS battalion. 
both. Jesus Christ. Greg, my gun. Yeah. Look at the weapon. Yeah, it's just getting all right. Look, it's about to be dark. Just get on up out of here, huh? Let them pass on through. Let's hit them woods. Through Norman, go get your pack. Let's go. We ain't never run before. I ain't running now. What's that? We're gonna fight it out. We can't. I'm gonna hold this crossroad. What you mean you gonna hold this? The tank's busted. The tank's busted, top. Yeah, you said that. Top, what are you doing? What do you want to do? You want to sit here? We're gonna hold this you crossroad. You want to sit here? Hold off the SS battalion. No, it's we not what I want to do, but it's what we're doing. There's five of us. Get your fighting position. Mount up. Fighting positions when we ain't got to tell you how we gonna fight. We got a cannon. No, that don't make top. sense. Stop! What are you doing? Fury is directed and written by David Ayer and stars... Uh, give, give, him, give him his proper name. Mark's... David, best, best, best director working in Hollywood today, Ayer. I'm not saying that. <laughs> like, um, stars Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Logan Lerman, Michael Peña, uh, John Bernthal, and uh, Jason Isaacs pops up in a couple of scenes. Hello. Um... So, yeah, um, Fury, the story is, uh, Logan Lerman plays a, uh, young clerk, I think he's like a typist, who is thrown into a job as an assistant driver in a, a tank, the tank called Fury, that is, um, is crewed by all the guys I just mentioned, apart from Jason Isaacs, uh, they, like, uh, he finds it difficult to adapt to war, but as he experiences things along the way he does adapt to it and uh brad pitt is not very nice to him in a kind of like a very much very extreme tough love kind of scenario so uh yeah this is the second film released this calendar year by david ayer uh his last film was sabotage which mark loved it will probably i'm not yes. I, don't, I don't think i'm actually over egging this will probably be in his top 10 of the year and it, may well be, it yeah. would probably be in my bottom 10 of the year. So, yes! uh, fair, fair enough. Um, it's interesting. Like a lot of, like I've been listening to reviews and people talking about, uh, Fury generally and people saying, I don't know how the same person who wrote and directed Sabotage wrote and direct and, and end of what, uh, uh, did, did Sabotage did Fury and end of watch. Uh, Mark, can you believe the same man that wrote and directed all of these films? Yes, I absolutely can, yeah. Um, of course you can, because I mean, you want to bum him, because you love him. I, w- I, would, I would bum the fuck out of him while watching Sabotage, while pointing out all of it's, all of it's just genius. Mm. Um, no, I, I mean, Fury, it, it's, a, it's a funny film. I, it is strange for a director to have, uh, to have two films come out... Um, in such a short space of time, uh, like and you know, occasionally you do get directors where they'll release um, two films almost back, sort of back to back, where you'll have one that was made um, while you know during a break in making the other one or anything like that. That occasionally happens, but you know this was two fairly decent sized budget films that came out within like a twelve month period of each other. Uh, but Fury's a funny one. It, it's it. it it was it's kind of been released as like at the start of what essentially are the um the awards season films uh and i don't think it'll be mixing with those because of the the tone etc of it um but it's i mean it is a film where for me 
it's it's a just I think it's just over two hours long. It's two and a quarter, I think. It's two and a quarter. Um, there, it, there are bits in it that certainly don't work and that certainly feel um, out of character for the rest of the film. Um, but there's a lot of building to stuff. But I don't think the character development is there as much as it might have been. But then I do think that the end 40 minutes, there's a, there's a point where something happens and we'll get into it later on. Where I think from there on, the last sort of 40 minutes, it becomes quite something to, to, to watch. And I think it, it becomes that, that 40 minutes make, make some of the, the, the sort of draggier bits of the previous hour and a bit um, easily, easily worth it for that sort of final 40 minutes. I fucking up. It sounds like I liked it more than you, which is blowing my mind. I, I, no, I, I think I'm underplaying how much I liked it currently. Fair enough. Okay. I was gripped from start to finish with this. Um, mm. Utterly utterly gripped um i really enjoyed it it does it does have moments that don't quite work but as a cinematic experience i think it's a hell of a thing oh yes Um, yes i mean it captures like just the sheer holy fucking shit that guy just died Ness mm. of war, as well as saving Private Ryan, frankly, if not more, in terms of the graphicness, if not more so. There are, I mean, th- there's, there are bits where people's heads just fucking disappear. There's one bit where, like, a guy's, like, upper leg gets blown away, and yeah. then you just see his body, like, fall onto the stump below. Yeah, which is, which, which kind of makes you go, oh. And there's one <laughs> bit, which I, I genuinely have never seen before, where Logan Lerman is cleaning the tank, and it's mm. the ex-driver's yeah, face, face, like, melted onto the tank. Mm. And it just, like, it takes, it, it lingers for a few seconds, I think, because you are a little bit like, what is that? <laughs> and then it just hits you. And I mean, wow. Um, so I, like visceral, viscerally, just fantastic. Um, I also, I mean, it did things that I wasn't expecting. Like the, the bit with, the bit with, uh, Lo- uh Logan Lerman being forced to shoot that guy by Brad Pitt. Like, as soon as Brad Pitt asked for him out, I was like, oh, I see what's going to happen in this scene. But the way it plays out and the way it's performed and the fact that Brad Pitt does physically force him to shoot that guy. Mm. It's not that, that just like Logan Lerman wimps out of it and then Brad Pitt does it or Logan Lerman yeah. just like, ah, and then bang or something like that. You know, it's just like he literally forces him to the ground, makes him point at him and shoot. Like, it's really powerful. And at that moment, you're thinking, what a cunt. But then later on, with, with the dinner scene. You see the reasons. Like, yeah, you, like, you see the, the, the back, his back and the whole kind of like him. What is it he says? Ideals are peaceful. History is violent. 
And you just, yeah. you get that it's just, this is war. Like he said earlier he on, that guy is here to kill you. You are here to kill him. That's all there he is wanted to, to it. Get, yeah, it, what, he, what he needed to do was he needed to get, he needed to get his first kill into him. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, essentially, what he didn't want to do was break him, but he knows that if, if they're going to survive, he's got to break him. Yeah, I mean that—that's the thing, and I mean it's. It, I, it, I mean, I—I I think his transition is a little, just in in the scripting, is a little clumsily played. How by the end he is just screaming "fuck you, Nazi," and it, 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 I mean I get it in a kind of a heat of the moment thing, but it doesn't feel as kind of like. As kind of, it's weird to say elegantly done when you've got Brad Pitt forcing him to shoot him, but just in the in the construction of it, it he, he goes he goes very quickly from not being able to shoot a guy to fucking you Nazi die. Yeah, and being pretty good at it as well. And it, yeah, it just but, yeah, sorry, go. On. But then again, I think I think it is explained by the fact that that was and it is it's the first time you, that you kill somebody. What it is supposed to be that the hardest, and it, it is kind of explained where. When he does, like, the next scene where he does shoot somebody, he gets, you can see there's a, shit, I did it. And then there's a kind of, do you know what, and he actually says to the line to Brad Pitt, you know, I kind of liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the moment where he, he, he starts to get, become a bit of a badass. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it's, it's fine. It just, it's those, Little things, and just like the scene with John Burnfall when they're in, they're scouting out that farmhouse, and he's just like, "Look, I think you're a good guy," and I, I kind of, I kind of liked that, but it also, I just didn't. He, that guy is such a reprehensible dickhead in the dinner scene that when he's just like, "I think you're a good guy," and Logan Lerman's like, "Oh, it's all right," yeah, it, it just again, it didn't. I think, I think one, one of them it. It is, is the summit where, that he says, where he says, I don't think any of the rest of us are, but I think you are. I think it, it's, I think a part of the film, the, the, the thing is that it's doing with these characters, um, this is what I got from it, it might be bullshit, but this is what I got from it, is that it's showing that these guys have seen so much, and the, the story that Michael Penner says, uh, tells at the dinner scene, uh, thing. It's almost like highlighting, look, these guys were probably fucking like him. They were probably good guys two, three years ago, and they've just, they've gone through so much shit, and they've been through so much shit that it, it, it literally has bled into them. And they've gradually become more and more of the shit and lost that kind of original identity. And they've just become this sort of twisted up guys. And I think that part of that was almost John Berenthal's character of him just having that moment of, I know I'm shit. I know we're shit. You're, but you're not. And it was almost a don't fucking, don't, don't let don't yourself become us. us. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, I absolutely, I understand that. It just, the fact that he is, he like, he goes off the deep end horrible in that dinner scene that it just it doesn't I don't feel like that character then 20 minutes later in the film is saying to Logan Lerman you know I'm not a good guy but I think you're a good guy it just there's a disconnect there for me 
And maybe like the pat there is a passage of time in in the film that just isn't quite clicking for me, like in real time actually watching it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe there was some like deleted stuff in there. I don't know, but it just the thing is that, that these are these are kind of minor pickings, and the only reason why I'm doing that is because I thought the rest of the film was so strong. Mm. You know, so it, it, it's it's not like I'm trying to find so it, it is stuff that actually bothers me. But you know, I, I, like if I didn't like the film, I'd be commenting broader, like uh, broader things I didn't like. Whereas I'm getting to the nitty gritty here. Um, even though I will say the dinner scene, I did like Michael Pena's hat. Yeah, like when he comes in, like he's just a fucking gangster. Yeah, he's got a hat and he's got he's got he's got a hat and like a fucking cane yeah. and stuff. And then there's a moment where he just goes, "I'm I'm really drunk." Yeah, I actually I really like that as well when Brad Pitt's chewing him out and and Shia LaBeouf's character is actually being quite like, "No, fuck you." And Michael Pena mm. is just like, "I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't mean that. I'm just really drunk." You know, it just that's that's nice. You know, and I, I think you get the dynamics of 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 the of the team in that scene and that speech with the horses is very powerful. Um, mm. And um, yeah, I mean that whole dinner scene, I I. I I quite enjoyed that and like the idea of Logan Lerman and that girl just basically trying to find some some comfort in each other you know they're both they're both scared and freaked out and you know why not frankly I I, I actually thought that worked yeah and the, the the bit where Brad Pitt essentially says to her cousin uh when she tries to get in the room is like you know leave them they're they're young it's not he's not that's essentially him saying He's not going to force himself on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they exactly. They both want that. I, if, 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 if she don't want it to happen, it ain't going to fucking happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, and, I mean, I do think when Brad Pitt says, if you don't take her in there, I'm going to, I, I do kind of, I don't think his character actually means that. I think it's just no, a way think, of getting him in getting there. Getting him into the room. You know, yeah. so yeah. I mean, it, it's, and I, th- I think War Daddy's actually uh, quite a complex character and I think, uh, Pip, uh, like, uh, uh, portrays him really well. I, I thought Logan Lerman was good as well. I, I'm impressed more and more by Logan Lerman. I think he's a. He's, he's, I, to be honest, I, I think that all the performances in this film are all incredibly strong. Um, Pitt is 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 very very good and deals with almost the complexity of the character of um, very very well. Like you say, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on there. The fact that he's got to constantly be absolutely you know secure and steadfast and every decision he makes is in his mind fucking right and nobody can disagree and he can't show any kind of emotion but you get these straight away within the first 10 minutes you get that he is actually that it does get to him the fact that he basically chews him out and tells him they need to fucking restock up and then he goes off and he, he has essentially just a little a moment where he goes away and just kind of, and he sort of kneels down and is like, sort of gathers himself. And then, you know, he goes back off again. And it's, it's like that. I also think that, um, Shia LaBeouf was very, very good in it. Um, you know, it, Shia LaBeouf is a, he's a funny character because he is, uh, let's be honest, he's a bit of a dick. Mm. Um, and he has been, you know, not very good in, in, in quite a few movies, but there has also been times where he's actually been quite entertaining in movies, or he's actually been quite good in movies. Oh, that was actually it. The other trailer I couldn't remember that was on was, uh, Charlie Countryman. 
Oh god, yeah, that film's actually coming out, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I thought he was he was very good in this as as you know a guy who is just absolutely fucking broken. Um, you know the fact that he's pretty much consistently in tears throughout the entire fucking film. Um, you know, and John Bernthal, uh, um he's again very good, plays the character very well, and Michael Payne, uh, he's got probably the least to do out of everybody, I would say. Totally, yeah. Um, but it's a really strong cast, and I think for me, it, it's the dinner scene's very good, but it, it felt a little bit, it felt like a strange scene to have in there. It's a very good scene. Uh, or sequence, it's not just a scene, it's actually quite long. Um, it's maybe like 20 odd minutes, but you get to learn a lot about the characters throughout it, which I think is, is quite good. It's just, it's, it's slightly sort of throws you, um, to a side for, for a little bit because you've got all of what you've got before it. And then you've got this quite sort of slow and scene where it's very tense because you're constantly thinking, what's gonna happen? Something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. All the way through it, and then something does, but it's 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 afterwards. But it's it's just after that where, and I was I was thoroughly on board with it. Uh, it was a it was a solid um, three out of five um, up to the up to a certain point, and then, then there's a certain point where it went where it went to being right from now. It's a fucking five out of five from that point. So it probably sits, uh, you know, I'm gonna give away my answer to us later on, but it probably sits at like a four and a half out of five for me at the moment four four and a half out of five um but it's once that um the german tiger tank appears and you get the three tanks just in sequence all reversing backwards and they're going where is it where is it where is it and then they get to the tree line and like right rush forward and then you've got the tanks are blowing up all around and that's really where it shit starts to fucking really get real in the, in this film, and for me, it it it, it hit a, a, a much higher level of, of not only uh, you know tension etc., but of, of of filmmaking. I thought from there on, it's it's pretty. It's it's a, it's a like you said you you explain it perfectly. It's it's an ex- cinematic experience from there. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. I mean, like you you don't. I mean, when when you like uh, hear that kind of phrase, you you these days you kind of think of it, it's going to be like something like Inception or or Interstellar, like uh, you know that kind of like that big kind of thing. And you, you, I don't know, it, it's just like you you can you can sit and watch so many films at home and think like, yeah, I'm perfectly happy watching this on on TV. You know, I'll, I'll be getting the Blu-ray of Fury. Shit, yes, I'll be getting the, uh, the Blu-ray yeah. of Fury. And I'll be happy to watch it on my 42-inch TV. But I am so glad I actually went to see it in the cinema. Pardon me. And I had that sound and that mm. image, like, big. You know, I mean, yeah. like, it's it just just fantastic. You know, I mean, like, I, I, it's a film I even would have quite liked to have seen on 35. Um, and I, I don't know yeah. whether, I don't know whether it was shot on film or digitally, but like just having some grain in there as well, you know, I mean, like that would just, oh, oh yeah, you know, like that would do, uh, very nicely. And, um, yeah, it, it just, it, it feels like it, it's, a rarer and rarer, it's a more and more rare thing to really recommend you actually go out to the cinema, you actually bother to going out to the cinema to see something. But Fury, absolutely, totally, you know. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like, like you say, it, it has that 
that capturing kind of like the the oh. horror and the atmosphere of of of, of, of war yeah, 100%, you know, in in that um i mean there's a once the the tank you know is fucked and then you get the um logan layman um comes back and basically says look there's hundreds of them and then it's this the whole ss thing and um you already know that Brad Pitt's character has a thing about the SS. The SS. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was as soon as he fa- as soon as he works out that's an SS thing. He's like, I'm I'm staying, I'm staying with this. I'm not leaving. And it, it is very much, I'm 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 not leaving the tank. And it, it's it's almost like that's become his safety net. That if he leaves that, it's like him leaving. And I, I, I'm not I'm not gonna call it like the bullshit thing of. Uh, it's almost like the tank's a character because I didn't get that to be honest. Um, but you know, it, it is him basically saying this is as ridiculous as it sounds. This is as important to me as you guys. But you guys go, don't fucking stay. And then the, as soon as they all start going, well, fucking hell, I'm staying. He's very. He doesn't at any point go. No, no, you should go. It's all fuck good, good, and. Then you've got that, what I think is the best scene in the film, to be honest, is where they're all in the tank and they're waiting for them to, as they're oh, arriving. Oh, they crack open that whiskey. They crack open the whiskey yeah, and they're just yeah, yeah. chatting. But then there's this, there's this feeling uh, where all of them are very aware that within the next few hours, they're going to die. Mm. You know, that there's not a, we might get out of this. There's not a, well, we've worked it out, so we've got a plan we can get out of it. Their plan literally is to take out as many as they can before they die. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the interesting thing. And yet, you know, they're kind of like getting tooled up kind of scene still does get the blood pumping. And, yeah, and yet, it does. And I mean, it doesn't, to be fair, it doesn't pussy out and then dying. I mean, yes, Logan Lerman uh, survives, but it's only because of... Brad Pitt and, and everybody else that he does survive. Even though mm. I will say that bit with the SS guy. The SS guy, yeah, I, I didn't like that. If that was a little bit, not, there's no way. I, I mean, I kind of get what they're saying that like there are other people like Logan Lerman's character who want, who want to give like people a break. And I, you know, obviously it mirrors the scene earlier on when he was forced to kill the guy. But at yeah. the same time, this is an SS troop. They don't get into the SS if they let innocent, like not innocent, but like unarmed, helpless people live. They, the SS don't. The SS yeah. thrive on killing. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you said that. I, I, I felt that was a little bit that maybe looked better on paper than it did on film. Um it felt it, not enough for, to for me to go. Ah, you've you've kind of you've you've fucked it up a little bit there. But it did make me go. Mm, I'd prefer to not have that. Yeah, I, uh, I after, kind of thought the dog was fucked just, a little bit there. But yeah, after what we just had, I mean, because I mean the um, you know the whole the battle bit there is is pretty incredible. Um, you know the fact that you've got them just being fucking just pelted and they're just they're going for it on a basic level of look the more of these we we take out the more chance we have of of surviving despite the fact that they're all very much aware of the fact that they're not going to survive and it's a really well shot film as well i mean even from that opening 
um, scene of the uh, muddy um, ground. Oh no, totally. Yeah, I mean it's it's it it's a one it, it's a wonderfully shot film. Um, and I mean, like the I liked the um, the kind of the tracer fire where it was kind of almost like sci-fi in the kind of like the the yeah. red and the green kind of kind of flying around. I uh, I don't know. I thought that was just kind of an an interesting look. I mean, it's obviously stylized, but I I, I was into that myself. Yeah, I, I, I thought it, it, it fit it fit well enough into the film. You know, I, I could see people getting kind of snippy about uh, about it, but you know, fucking hell, you know, it, it, it looked good. It, it, it's a really good looking film, and especially when you know the, when that battle turns to night, and you've got it all in the dark, and you've got it all in the smoke, and the general mist and gunfire and everything like that, it, it starts to look really fucking good. And the the just kind of you know, there's that great moment where um, Pitt gets that they run out of ammo, and they're all outside of it, and Pitt is just fucking going wild on the fucking cannon. And you just look at it going, he knows that this is, this is his last few minutes. <clears throat> yeah. There. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, totally. It, it, it just, I don't know. I don't have much, uh, too much more to say. And I think maybe we should move on, but, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I might think, but what I will say is it, it's, it's an, I, I, it, the last 40 minutes fucking got to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I just thought the whole thing worked for me. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, definitely not shit. Good on definitely David Ayer. And if I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch anyone make a comic book movie with, uh, all about supervillains, it's gonna be David Ayer. So like uh, like considering this, so bring on mm. Suicide Squad. Definitely not shit. <laughs> yes. Definitely not shit. Great stuff. Brilliant man. Um, so yeah, let's move on. Um, we will take a break for some promos from podcasts we like, and when we come back, we'll get into the first part of, uh, of the last part of uh, Ian and Mark getting stabbed to shit in Haddonfield with uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Joy. <laughs> It was a childhood corrupted by endless hours of VHS rentals. For sake, the man shit, you'd love it. In his most formative years, he had seen it all. Action. Karate is not to be used aggressively. But if I have no other choice. Horror. <laughs> and romance. Now, he's decided it's time to go back for just one more adventure. Humans are such easy prey. Noel Miller presents... You're the problem, you little shit. The Adventures in VHS Podcast. Join me, Noel Miller, as each month I take an in-depth look at one movie from my collection of ex-rental 80s VHS classics and speak to one or two of the people involved with making them about what the format means to them. The Adventures in VHS Podcast. Thank you. Have a nice day. Download today from iTunes by searching for Adventures in VHS or visit adventuresinvhs.com. Thank you. 
Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. That's just, just getting confirmation. It's just getting, that's the third time though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the bit true. Man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret. Tonight's brutal murders was described by police as Manson-like in its viciousness. Three people brutally murdered and a ten-year-old boy being held in custody. Said a word for 15 years. This summer, Rob Zombie unleashes a unique vision of a legendary tale. Listen, be careful tonight. A lot of nutcases come out on Halloween. Boogeyman real? Why are you so obsessed with the Boogeyman, Tommy? Halloween night, the Boogeyman attacks kids you don't believe. Oh no, Tommy! Boogeyman's gonna get me! I'm gonna cut that mask right off your face. He's come back for his baby sister. To do what? Okay, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, this is directed by Rob Zombie and stars Tyler Main, Scout Taylor Compton, Malcolm McDowell, Danielle Harris, Brad Dourif, a kid with a really incomprehensible first name who plays young Michael Myers, and other people. The story of this one... Oh, and Sherry Moon Zombie, of course. How could we forget Sherry Moon Zombie? Um... The story of this one is uh, essentially the first half of the film is all uh, it's basically we always wanted to know we always wanted more of the opening five minutes of John Carpenter's Halloween. So let's have an hour of it. And then the last hour of the film is let's have the last hour and 20 minutes of Halloween condensed into an hour except with rednecks swearing at each other and Ken Forey forcing out Ataku Supreme's shit. 
Mark, Rob Zombie's Halloween. It's a it's a strange one because I I, I remember uh, seeing Rob Zombie's Halloween at the at the cinema um, and um, I remember actually really quite quite enjoying it quite a lot to be honest um, you know not thinking it was you know anything like a patch on the original Halloween but thinking it was it, it it's it is essentially let's be honest and I it is a reimagining of the Halloween story it kind of tries to set it which is strange for where it ends up going in the second one but it kind of tries to put a bit of rationale behind it um and but on this rewatch I I did find it uh, a little bit irritating at points um I'm still a fan of zombies stylings and I I still like his his films and um I, I like the fact that he he does rely heavily on kind of uh exploitation tropes etc um but uh it, it more, what more shone through in this is the fact that I think watching it so recently after watching the other Halloween movies is I do like my uh Michael Myers as he is literally just pure evil and that's it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't need to know the psychology behind it all. Whereas I think when I watched this, um I think I've maybe watched it a couple of times, I've maybe only once seen it twice, uh, once at the cinema and once on DVD, so um it's maybe been what, seven years since it came out. So it's been like seven years since I last watched yeah, it. Yeah, super seven, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So now I'm at a point where I'm like, do you know what? I, I actually, at that point, I think I was like, you know, I'm interested to find out where Zombie, you know, gets the, the, the how Michael became Michael Myers and all this. Like, and, and now I just don't care. And so that made me look at it and, um, Derek Ferrex, uh, who plays, um, the young Michael Myers, I spent a lot of time just going, he's a terrible actor. Um, and then another, a lot of the other point in time, look at it going, um, does Malcolm McDowell did he literally just watch Halloween and went so I'm not supposed to be playing that guy but I am that guy yes yeah, yeah, yeah. got it right and has decided to just essentially play Malcolm McDowell <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's <laughs> I mean Halloween 2 I think is actually kind of legitimately more interesting for his character I mean this one it basically is yeah, Malcolm McDowell doing Donald Pleasance, but you, even though you don't get um, his uh, scaring the kid um, yeah. from the first one, what's that kid's name? Uh, it's just like, hey, blah, blah, get your okay. ass out of there, you know, or whatever yeah. it was, you know. I, uh, but um, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, the, the thing is, it's in this weird. Rob Zombie uh, world where it um, e- everybody is a redneck unless yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. unless you're some sort of professional and um, everybody hates each other and everybody else is still obsessed with sex. I mean, the thing I'll give to Rob Zombie is he does. He does kind of change things up, I suppose, but he does so in, you said annoying. I mean, it's a very obnoxious film. It's really mm. hard to get along with this film. Um, even down to the fact that Laurie, unlike Jamie Lee Curtis, does seem to be some sort of sex crazed, I want dick machine as much as her other friends. It's just she doesn't yeah. have a boyfriend at this moment in time. You know, mm. I mean, like the, the bit, 
like it, like towards the start of the lorry section where she's doing that thing with the bagel with her mum, and it's just like, right, no, no, no that, that, that's not Laurie Strode. Yeah, that a that's not Laurie Strode, and b that's not a, like a sixteen, seventeen-year-old girl talking to her parent. Yeah, it's just like it's I don't, not. I don't have a sixteen-year-old yet. I've got a kid who has only just this week started saying dada, you know, which, which by the way is the most awesome thing in the world. Um, but you know, so I'm a long way away from that. But seriously, if she pulled that kind of shit with me when she's 16, I would not just be like the mum kind of laughing it off and what it just, this is in a weird or alternate Rob zombie world, which is kind yeah. of like our world, but makes you want to slit your wrists. It's like Michael Myers is doing everyone a favour by killing them in this film. Yeah. Which, which actually, uh, <laughs> I'll make a point about that when we talk about the second movie. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it is a frame with that. It, it, it's, I suppose it, that plays slightly into the, um, the kind of sometimes criticism that people have uh, uh, over Tarantino, where it's like nobody talks, in real life people don't talk the way that they talk in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, and my point to that always is, is, well, that's because it's not, it's a movie, it's not real. You know these are not real, don't you? You are aware of that, that they are the, the filmmaker's version of reality. And Rob Zombie's very much like that as well. Yeah. He's, all of his films have a, have a certain pattern. Like you say, everybody's an arsehole in his films. Everybody's a hick. And, um, you know, everything, there's a lot of convenience in his films. Uh, and it's, it, it's very much like that. I mean, you can't understand a single reason why, um, Michael Myers, um, uh, well, Shame and Zombie is, uh, with, um, William Forsyth. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 and I mean, that relationship is horrible. The fact that, like, he, he kind of cracks onto the daughter. It just, I don't know, it's just them all screaming at each other and, and swearing and being really, really horrible to each other. And, uh, I mean, it, it's... I, I don't know. I mean, I think there are some interesting things there about the psychology of Michael Myers, but it's basically... In this... I, the, the thing is, this film, the mythology of Michael Myers and the mythology of Michael Myers in Halloween 2 are two completely separate things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's like this one, it's a kind of, like, a, a sociological, he grew up in a bad household with a, like, a, a, had a bad life. You know, we'll get on to Halloween too, but it, that one's completely fucking different. And, I mean, we'll come on to Halloween too, but I think that's, it, it's kind of almost in a trolling way interesting that it's different in Halloween too. But with, yeah. with this one, it just, I don't know, it's like you're hearing a high-pitched noise in your head for two hours. And, um, it, it, I, I don't know, it, it, you get to the, you get to the second half of the film, which is basically a rerun of Halloween, and it, it's a rerun of Halloween, except the last yeah. 10, 15 minutes or so, where Laurie's kind of hiding, and it kind of recalls the end of Halloween 5, with Danielle Harris kind of like, poking around trying to hide from him. Um, and I, I, I don't know, there's just, there's not really anything of interest in this one. Um, the stuff that's, that, that Rob Zombie does the same as John Carpenter's one is not done as well. And the stuff that's different is not as good. 
so it yeah, fails it, it, as a remake in ev- in, like, in every single way. Yeah, it, it, that, that's the thing. It is, it's it's strange. It, it literally it, it could have done made a a film that's very much like Halloween about a kid who kills is what you say and then goes back and people go oh that's very much like Halloween he went well, yeah it's kind of inspired by Halloween but instead he's made a reimagining of Halloween that um, the imagination behind it, it just doesn't seem to doesn't seem to fit with any of the the ethos or um, anything of of the Halloween universe it's very strange that in a series of, of Halloween where you've got um, what is it, it uh, ten movies uh, across with the remakes. Um, uh, yes, you've you've got all you've got like not only have you got three different universes <laughs> across those ten movies, you've also got a movie that doesn't even exist in any of those three universes. So effectively, you've got ten Halloween movies, and then you've got two two that exist in one universe. One that exists in a completely fucking different universe, then three that have another different universe, then two that eat back to the first two's universe, and then these two, which are imagining a different universe for where, where it happened. And it, it, it's a really strange when you go back and you watch them so close together that the the only real kind of thing that connects them is really is is Michael Myers and the the Strode family, but it, it, they all do have a different kind of feel to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 there is no connect whatsoever in, in, in anything that is really going on with, with the characters or, I mean, mm. fuck. I mean, even to, to an extent to the events, I mean, it's just the, the, the rerun of Halloween in the second half is basically Halloween on fast forward. You know, yeah. um, it, it just... I, I I don't know. It just I mean, it, as soon as you get to the bit where it says trick or treat, which is a weird choice as well, where it just says trick or treat on the screen, mm. and then it's basically Michael Myers fast forward killing or not or not killing in the case of Danny Harris's character until it gets to was that the boogeyman? Yes, my dear, I believe it was. And then Michael Myers comes crashing through, and then there's new stuff for about another ten minutes. Um, even though I will say, I do like the ending. I like how kind of nihilistic the ending is, and it it, mm. it, it, it kind of feeds into Halloween 2 quite well, in a weird way, I think, where, you know, it is just, and I will say, I mean, I watched the unrated cut, I believe the theatrical version ends differently, but in this version, where it is Laurie shooting him in the head and then just fucking screaming... You know, which yeah. I, I actually think is quite a good ending. It, like, it, instead of like a, a ending with, um, I, I don't know, like the end of Scream, where it's kind of like it's like sunrise and it kind of pulls back, and you've got that like I think it's Moby music kind of in the background, and you know, it, it, in this it's just ah ah ah, and, then and it, it just goes. You know, yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, I, I, it's effective, you know, and I mean, I think in. In that kind of intense stuff, I think is where Zombie works best, and I mean, yeah. I think he that kind of works with Halloween too. We'll get to Halloween too, but this film is definitely shit. Yeah, there's not, yeah, there's just, that, yeah. there's nothing really of worth to it at all, basically. Mm. Yeah, no, it, 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 yeah, it was, it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. um... Okay, so let's uh, talk about some other stuff we've been watching then, unless there was anything else. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. We can, we can 
do a little bit of what I've been watching. I've not watched a lot, but um, yeah, I can certainly discuss what I have watched. But actually, I've watched one film, oh. with the exception of the What Is It films. Oh. No, so two. I watched two. I watched two. Go ahead then, bud. Let's do this. Uh, first one uh, is I after we uh, recorded the podcast last week, um, I decided to rewatch Scream because we spoke about it very briefly actually. You know, okay. I can't think of it, but we did sort of speak about um, Scream and stuff like that. Um, so me, myself, and Becky were looking for something to watch, uh, and then, uh, we were actually going to watch uh, I know what you did last summer, uh, but it wasn't on uh, Netflix US. So I was about to switch to Netflix UK. Uh, and then Becky said, well, actually, just want to watch Scream, because it's basically, I know what you did last summer, but a bit better. Mm. And I was like, eh, yeah, fuck it, yeah, let's go on. I haven't watched Scream in a, a long, long, long time. Um, and so I decided to re- rewatch that. And it's, it must be, it must be since, um, I don't think I even rewatched it when um, Scream 4 came out. I don't think I even did a full rewatch then. Uh, so it might be like 10 years since I've watched it. And I was kind of taken back about um, how much of a directed film it is. There's a lot of fucking stylized shit in um, in Scream. There's a lot of bits where you're going, oh, I like that shot. And I like what he's done there. And I found myself doing that. And it's the, it's the first time I've watched it, looking at it from, from that kind of perspective, I think. Um, and I was kind of, by the time it finished, was like, I'm looking at that in a, in a fucking whole different light. You know, I think Scream nowadays has a little bit of a, because of what happened, you know, the fact that it, it reintroduced um, essentially uh, horror as something that, could make money, um, and so studios started churning out a lot more horror, and we got a lot of shit out of it. We also got a lot of good because it brought horror back to the forefront, and because of that, um, we got things like, um, you know, the the French um, horror films of the early noughties and the uh, the Asian extreme stuff. All of that, you know, got a bit of focus because horror was now um, in the forefront again. Um, so they did pull in a lot of that but I think it, it's kind of it, it's forgotten that Scream is actually quite a good movie and quite an effective horror movie. Yeah no absolutely I mean the, the good thing with Scream is that even though it does have kind of funny elements to it and it is like paying a lot of homage it does yeah like you say it doesn't forget to actually be a good movie I mean uh, as it gets through the franchise I think it, it kind of gets more up its own arse you know, where, like, in Screen 3, you've got the sequence where Sydney is being stalked around a set of her home where she was being stalked in the original, in the original film, you know, and it's like meta upon meta upon meta. Um, whereas this one, it, it, yeah, I mean, like, the, the scare sequences are, you know, really well executed as such, uh, forgive the pun. I mean, like, the Drew Barrymore sequence at the start is fantastic. Um, mm. you know, and, and just like horrible as well, you know, really like really brutal. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, it just, it works really, really well. And I mean, you've got the addition of Matthew Lillard, who is good value, genuine good value in that film, I think. I haven't seen Scream in a while. I, I watched the, the Scream films before Scream 4, but that was fucking years ago now. So they're probably, at least the first couple are probably due a rewatch. Like, do, I'm morbidly intrigued to watch Scream 4 again, just to see if it's as bad as I remember it being. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I 
I despised Scream 4 when I first watched it, but I have watched it again since and didn't hate it as much. I actually also quite like Scream 3, actually. It, it, I prefer it to Scream 2. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was quite shocked at just... I think that my brain had kind of... I maybe remembered some of the bad stuff about Scream and not remembered a lot of the... the there's a lot of really fucking good stuff in there as well, yeah. It's, just, so. it, it's, it's the... Uh, I mean... Um, do you know what? I've actually completely forgotten what I was going to say. Sorry, Mark. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. The thing about oh, Screen 4, sorry. The thing about yeah. Screen 4 that disappointed me was, you know what the original ending of the film was going to be? Uh, no. I'm it, did, but I forgot. <laughs> basically, Kevin Williamson envisaged, envisaged it as the start of a new trilogy, and then he basically got... It kicks off the project, and I think he got replaced with Erin Kruger again. Um... And basically, the ending of the original version was that it would be revealed that, spoiler alert for Screen 4, that Emma Roberts was the killer, and that was going to be the end of the film. Yeah. And then Screen 5 basically was going to be the not, the audience is aware that she was the killer, and it's her basically reacting to the fame and the limelight, and then that all kind of goes away, and then she decides to start it all up again. You know, mm. and uh, so you, 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 an entire screen for a film where you know who the killer is, that's fucking interesting. You know, and, yeah, but but then they, they copped out a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, oh no, totally. Yeah, I mean that that last act in the hospital was like completely, like just written, I, I, it, not on the fly, but it was written pretty close to production actually starting. I think. Yeah, which you can kind of tell because it, it it does lose its way after that. It would have been. Morrison had it ended there, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's just an, a fucking interesting concept. And instead, they make a film that... Who talks about Scream 4? Who even even really remembers that Scream 4 exists now? No, it, it's... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that film's only three years old, and it literally seems to have been completely forgotten about. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. It, 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 like I say, it, I, it's due a rewatch, but... I, I, yeah. You're not going to rush to do it. No. Yeah. Um, go on then, what, what, what have you watched? Okie dokie. So, I, uh, I've watched a few things. I watched uh, uh, Live, Die, Repeat, Clue, Cruise, Blunt, Edge of Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Edge, Cruise, Blunt, Die, Repeat, Live, whatever All you need called. is kill. Sorry? That's not the All You Need Is Kill is the best title I could have had. Or All You Need Is Kill, absolutely. Um... Yeah, no, which it would have been, yes. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, which I still really enjoy. Um, it, it, it worked just as well second time round as first time for me. I, the third act, again, I still think is not as good as the rest. But, you know, it, I think it's still a solid four out of five action film and um, the most surprising blockbuster of the summer. Uh, I watched Deliver Us from Evil, the uh, Scott Derrickson directed um, Ooh, horror. I, I started watching that and I've watched the first about half an hour of it, uh, and I've got the rest of it to watch. Uh, but I was I was falling asleep, and I was actually really really quite enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't doesn't end as strong as it starts. Does it not? Um, it it's a kind of it, it, it's quite an interesting kind of horror and cop thriller kind of mashup thing. Um, but as it goes on, it kind of gets into more generic horror tropes and I, 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 I won't say anything more, but it just, it kind of ends like, ah, oh, really? We're going to do that at the end? Uh, 
Yeah, all right, then, I suppose. Yeah, I, it, yeah it, I had a feeling that it might not be able to keep up the interesting kind of opening 25 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. But, um, but hey, you know. Um, bum, 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 I watched Transformers Age of Extinction. Uh, <laughs> all two hours, 45 minutes of it. Um, it's, oh. yeah, um, it's the best one since the first one. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's a plus. You know, so that's something. It's not nearly as hateful as part two, and I didn't find it nearly as just kind of boring as part three. <laughs> um, the locales are different, at least, so at least you've got robots punching each other with different backgrounds. Um, the plot, I actually thought, was genuinely more interesting. Um, Spoiler alert at the end of Transformers 4, it basically ends with Optimus Prime telling God that he's coming for him. Um, which, uh. Oh shit, now, you see, now I want to watch it. Yeah, I, I mean, it genuinely is the most interesting thing of the entire film. Like, you know, Optimus Prime is a voiceover at the end where the creators of the Transformers basically he says, Earth is under my protection and I'm coming for you. And it's basically right. So Transformers 5 is going to be Optimus Prime versus Transformer God. I, do you know what? I kind of, I, I'd watch that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will. The thing is, if Transformers 5 is actually that, I, I probably will go and see it. But, um, however, I mean, um, Mark Wahlberg is okay, but he's an inventor and Mark Wahlberg is an inventor is Mark Wahlberg is an inventor. Uh, oh dear. Um, the the girl in it is fucking terrible. Like it, and the thing I I don't know. It it almost I it almost actually makes me think that Michael Bay had some respect for Megan Fox, but that was just the best he could do because this girl literally all she is asked to do in the entire film is be a dickhead to her dad, <laughs> and then be kind of slutty. And then shout, Dad! A lot. And look like she's been in a, in a, a tanning booth. <laughs> and, and that's it for the entire film. It's embarrassing. The, the oh. actress's name, Nicola Peltz, she should be embarrassed of what she agreed to do with this film. It's, I mean, it is really bad. I mean, and then you've got Jack Rayner, who was really, 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 really good in what Richard did, uh, uh, last year or a couple years back. Really, really solid Lenny Abrahamson film. Um, and I don't know, he's okay in this, but it just, it breaks my heart that he's being scooped up by Hollywood to star in Transformers 4. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, the the animation I actually thought was genuinely better. Um, you've got John Good, Goodman as a Transformer and Ken Watanabe as a kind of a samurai Transformer. There's some fun to be had in that. I did I didn't hate it. It's, no, it's, that's, that's not too bad. It's though. not a good film by any fucking means, and it is it is so long. But if it was less than two hours. You know, I actually think there could have been something there, but you know, it, it's it is such a fucking meteoric improvement on 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 particularly the second one. That you know, fair play. Uh, so there you go. Um, I watched Seven, which is Seven and is awesome. 
Seven's one of those films where I, I think I forget how good it is until I'm actually watching it. Seven is awesome. Uh, yeah. It is it is the best, and I don't know what else I can really say about Seven. It's just fucking brilliant. Um, I, I, and the Blu-ray looks and sounds awesome as well. Like really, really, really good. I I, I don't know. It, what what can you say about Seven? Frankly, you know, there, there, there's I don't think there's anything to be said. And uh, lastly, I watched uh, Resolution, which is directed by these guys who directed Spring, which uh, it is like the horror film of buzz from all the film festivals this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it got good notices out of really good notices out of LFF, and I know uh, Metrodome have it, and uh, 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 Charles Edwards, uh, I think, had uh, it, it, who's uh, kind of a Twitter friend of ours, was uh, uh, I think quite instrumental in actually picking that up for the UK. So mm. good, on, uh, good on him for spring resolution. Interesting um, sort of horror film. Uh, a guy goes to stay with a friend of his who's a crack addict, try and kick him out of the crack, and um, weird shit happens. Uh, I don't want to say any more. It, it, it's uh, I, I don't know. There's um, interesting stuff to be uh, to be had with resolution. It's uh, it gets more and more tre- intriguing as it goes along, but the central relationship between the uh, the guy and his crack adult friend uh, works really well as well. And uh, yeah, I recommend it. It's not amazing, but I recommend it. Uh, cool. Yeah. So okay, uh, I've got about 18 minutes till I have to be the fuck out of dodge. So let's get on with it. Um, this is the trailer for Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, and then we'll get on to uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I killed him. I killed him. Who'd you kill, sweetie? Who'd you kill? Legend. Kill her, baby. 
Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is written and directed by Rob Zombie. It stars pretty much the, the exact same cast as the first Halloween. Uh, uh, except that the little boy who plays young Michael Myers is replaced because the little boy obviously kind of grew up so he couldn't be in this one. Okay, so Halloween 2, what happens in this one? Uh, Michael Myers is now a hobo. Uh, Laurie Strode is now <laughs> traumatized. Um, uh, Dr. Loomis is now a bit of a dickhead who appears on talk shows with Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. Um, and yeah, it's Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, and there's horses and psychology. A lot of horses. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Mark, Halloween 2. Um, what I'll say about Halloween 2 is at least it's got ideas. They might not be good ideas, but at least it's got ideas, and at least it's doing something different. Again, not saying good different, but at least it's fucking doing something different. Um, but the... It, it, it seems to be like Rob Zombie didn't want to have Michael Myers in the film, so basically just decided that he was going to make Michael Myers the the antagonist that he wanted, not the antagonist that he actually is. Like you say, he's a hobo. He's also incredibly loud now. Now, uh, Michael uh. Myers, and yeah, the. There is one thing that I think I haven't mentioned actually throughout it. This is the last film we're talking about. Um, is um, the fact that one thing I've noticed throughout all of the the Halloween movies, there is one continuous thing that has linked all of the different versions of Michael Myers. Michael Myers doesn't believe in doors. I've worked that out. <laughs> he doesn't believe in doors. The concept of a door just w- confuses him, and so he wouldn't he wouldn't ever go through like a door. He'd always have to break through it, even if he could just open it and walk through, or he'll break through the wall next to the doorway. He doesn't believe in doors. And I like the fact that he continues that in Halloween too. He doesn't believe in doors, and he's very, very loud about not believing in doors. Uh, um, uh, yeah, um, Halloween too is also let down by the fact that Scout Taylor Compton is not only a terrible actress, but has an incredibly irritating voice. And throughout the, 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 the throughout the entire of Halloween too, the only character that you have any relatability for, or the only character in the entire film that you go, do you know what? He's all right. Is <laughs> Michael Myers? Yeah, I mean the, the the thing is with this one, I mean like even Brad Dourif has been hicked up. Like it, yeah. in the first one, he's actually pretty like straight, but this one is like his hair is all scraggly and um, he's having weird monologues about um, old films and it just the, the, the thing is with this one like you say it does seem like Rob Zombie didn't even want Michael Myers to be in this one and instead I think it's as close to Joe Dante's Gremlins to the new batch as you could probably get with a Halloween film in intent it's basically yeah. Rob Zombie saying right you're gonna let me come back for this you're going to give me $15 million. You are not going to have any say in what I do whatsoever. Yes, it will have Michael Myers in it. Yes, he'll wear the mask. Yes, I'll have the theme. In brackets in the credits. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, fuck off and let me get on with it. And you've got a film that actively seems to just want to piss off Halloween fans. 
<laughs> it is shot in what looks like 16 millimeter. Um, I mean, like it looks like shit. Um, but yeah. it kind of like, but obviously intentionally, because like the first one, it's shot in scope, but looks quite nice. This one, it's flat, it's nasty, there's grain, and it just. But yeah, and it's it's you know it's shot in flat, which is you know is already going to get your heckles up. Yeah, I mean Michael Myers doesn't have his mask on for most of the fucking film. His mythology is, like I said earlier on, is completely different here. Scout Taylor Compton spends half the film screaming, "I'm fucked! I'm fucked!" Um, yeah. The, like, the only likable character, and... Danielle Harris, is brutally murdered. There's, there's even a bit where um, Scout Taylor Compton, when she finds out that she's um, actually uh, Angel uh, Myers, um, and then she sort of says to her friends, I'm tired of being a good girl all the time. And you're thinking, really? Because you don't fucking look like one. Yeah, yeah. You've got a tramp stamp for a start off. Um, you, I, I'm sorry, but, you know, fuck off. You've been, you, you've got... For some reason, you and Daniel Harris have decided that you want to destroy Brad Dourif's bathroom yeah. by spray yeah, painting yeah, all yeah. over it. Keep to um, your side, bitch, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it, it just... It, it's a confused movie. It's... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I enjoyed watching this one more than the first one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. There's some fun imagery in it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's it, When Rob Zombie is really doing what he wants to do, it does mm. get legit, okay, that's interesting. You know, I mean, like, the, the bit where, like, uh, Laurie Strode's kind of having the, um, the freak out, and yeah. you've got that dinner table, and you've got that weird pumpkin head dude. And, you know, and, and I mean, just like, like the imagery of just Michael Myers, like, trudging through the fields... I thought was quite striking as well. You know, any, I mean, there, there, there are moments there, but you've also got the, I, just really generic kills. I mean, across these two films, there's not one kill that's actually that memorable. You remember the blood, but you don't remember the actual kills. Uh, I like the, I like, I like the, um, the stamping on the, um, um, Dorman from the strip club uh, kill, and I like the stripper kill. So that's it. But there's even a kill here where all he does literally is just strangle a girl. Yeah. And it's like, don't even need what, what the fuck. You kind of feel a little bit duped. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know. You got all that stuff, and then you've got Loomis who. You're basically kind of following him around, but he has no bearing on the plot whatsoever until literally the last five minutes of the film where he drives up and he's just like, I owe you this, and, and walks in and just gets murdered. You know, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know, it's, um, but I mean, I, I kind of like the Loomis stuff, just that I quite enjoy Mike, uh, Malcolm McDowell being a shit heel and cracking on to women. It, um, yeah! You know, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's fun. You know, I mean... I, I don't know. I just, I enjoyed watching this one more just because, I mean, Christ, it is not a straight retread. That's one thing you can say. I mean, like, just the fact that, like, she wakes up in the hospital when it's almost like, oh, this is going to be like Halloween 2. Then that turns out to be a dream sequence. And it, it's just like, it, uh, zombie is playing you. 
It, he's he's yeah, coming the, at this from a weird place of hate, which I actually quite enjoy. Yeah, the fact that the first opening sort of five, ten minutes of it, which essentially is, is almost like a mini kind of remake of Halloween 2, um, which essentially does actually tell pretty much well the story of Halloween 2. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, in like five, ten minutes. Uh, and then it's like, ah, oh, that was all just a dream. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know, it's... I don't have a lot more to say about it, man. So, no, I mean, I, 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 genuinely, I I'm not even rushing, but you do. Uh, no, I, I don't have yeah. anything else to say about it, other than the fact that it's, uh, again, M- Malcolm McDowell, it, 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 when he's being shit-heel Loomis, he's quite good. When he's trying to be anything other than shit-heel Loomis, he comes across as being a little bit, you're kind of going, how did he get a doctorate? Because <laughs> he, seems, he seems like verging on on retarded i owe you this what what <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, I, I don't know the ending i actually i actually quite like the ending for just how kind of like weirdly intense it is as well um just like you know the, the police light sirens are blazing and the lights all over the place and uh you know like Loomis goes in there and Laurie's being howled by Sherry Moon Zombie and it's like it's all in your head and just that I, I and then suddenly like again he doesn't believe in doors and just like throws yep. Malcolm McDowell through the door with him and then like and then murders him. It just I like how that I I I just I I like how weirdly manic it is. You know, yeah. and I mean, even though the the ending with love hurts and the white room and the horse, it, it, I, whatever. I mean, a, again, that shit makes no sense whatsoever. But at least it's interesting it, to look. Yeah, it is. You know, and um, I mean, I don't hate all of Rob Zombie's films. You know, I mean, like the Lords of Salem. I actually might watch that. Rewatch that this week. It's on Netflix UK. You know, with it being yeah. close to Halloween, it kind of feels like a good film for that kind of period you know i i don't i don't hate rob zombie i think it this was a weird match for him but with this one he's definitely doing more of what he wants to do and as a result it is more interesting and it also does tone down the fuck you bitch fuck you Mm. asshole kind of you know that kind of stuff yeah there's, there's there's definitely less of that yeah um Yeah, I'm touching cloth. Yeah, I'm gonna go touching cloth. I am. I am on it. I, I'm touching cloth on it, just because I think it there's enough fun in it <laughs> that makes it interesting. And the thing is, it all feels intentional as well. It, 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 I don't. There's no laughing at the film. I don't think it. It, it all feels like Rob Zombie knew what he was doing here. But what he was doing was, I'm going to take $15 million of the Weinstein's money and I'm going to make this. Yeah. It does. It absolutely feels just a little bit, yeah, (laughs) all over the place. But like he meant it to feel like that. Mm. Okay, cool. So that is the end of Ian and Mark get stabbed to shit in Haddonfield. We've got no idea what our next marathon is. I'm thinking maybe we maybe just take a couple of weeks off of marathons and just let ourselves breathe a bit, maybe. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe a week off a marathon. I've got a few ideas okay. that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spin cool. towards you. Uh, but yeah, I don't, there won't be a marathon next week, certainly, just because just cause we, we, we've done an intense uh, fucking marathon yeah. with this, because essentially we've covered ten movies in, what, four weeks? Yeah, and and the Exorcist marathon as well. I mean, like, yeah. it's been... It's been pretty full on all horror franchise all the time. So uh yeah, give us a couple of weeks. Yeah, I I I I, th- I did actually text uh Ian uh the other yeah, day yeah, um, did, yeah. after I watched Halloween uh and said that I watched Halloween um the first one was on one and said basically I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the end of this marathon. Not because I haven't enjoyed it, but just because I'm I'm Halloweened out now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I think it was a fun one to finish on. Yeah, uh, yeah, Halloween 2 was, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, my overriding thoughts on, on the whole franchise is it's amazing how the fact that there is only actually one genuinely good film and then the rest are all pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, <sighs> what, uh, overall, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Halloween 1. Halloween 3. Oh, no, sorry, Halloween, Halloween 3. I really enjoy Halloween 3. God, I, I, I forgot about that because technically it's non-canon, I suppose. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, Halloween, I, I really enjoy Halloween 3. Halloween H2O, I, I, have, my, I have my fun with. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Halloween Resurrection, I have my fun with. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I don't know, it's... it's it's a fucking mixed bag of a franchise. Jesus Christ, is it? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna say stuff now, sorry. Uh, yeah, okay, so, that was that, and, uh, let's have some Twitter questions. What have we got? Cool, uh, we've got, I've got them up here. Uh, the Ginger Prince TGP73 says, Who's the ugliest man in cinema? Um, it's a good question though. Uh, who's the ugliest man in cinema? Um, Michael Sarek says, "Fucking hate his face." Um, and I've noticed Michael Berryman. Oh, which one's he? Again? He's the bug eyed guy from The Hills Have Eyes. Oh yeah, because he, he he can't grow hair, hair at any point in his body. I feel mean saying that, mind. You bastard! You just you you just, you just don't you just don't like people with disabilities, do you? Reese Witherspoon. There you go. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> Take that. Um, and Lance uh, C fifty, uh, my old podcasting buddy. I Holy seen Lance on Twitter shit, in, in ages. Yeah. Um. What is your opinion of the Halloween 3 remake without zombie directing? Uh, well, yeah, there is still talk of a Halloween 3, of a sequel to, uh, Zombies, uh, number two. Um, but it won't be Rob Zombie in the directing chair, it'll be somebody else. Um, do you know what? Uh, I've just watched ten Halloween movies in four weeks, and if a four, a third one came out that was, Kind of like a sequel of that. I'd be, I'd probably watch it, <laughs> to be honest, because I'm now at the point where they've pretty much done all the shit you can do with Michael Myers, but I still like him as a character and as an idea and as an ethos. Yeah. So I'm, oh, if somebody else wants to have another crack at it, do you know what? I'm willing to give it a go. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rob Zombie was supposed to be uh, was supposed to be doing Halloween at three uh, at one point, and he just never did it. I mean, I. I don't know, yeah, I mean, I'm totally, I, I would be up for seeing another one, but I, I kind of almost say they've got to do something Rob Zombie-esque where they, they mix things up, you know, I, I yeah. just otherwise, ah, what, what's the point? Why, why, why would you bother even watching it, you know, um, I'd like to see, I just, it'd be interesting to see one of like the new breed of horror directors, um, uh, making a Halloween film, but, I don't know, it almost feels like the in thing for horror directors to say is I don't want to make that old shit, I want to do new stuff my way, blah, 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 you know. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why I'd pick to do it, but I'd, I'd, I'd certainly watch it. Hmm. Out of curiosity more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't think of any examples either. Hmm. I'd like maybe I like I like maybe for um, Carpenter to um, go. Do you know what I want to do a Michael Myers movie? My last fucking movie, I want to do a Michael Myers movie. You know, but part of it would think, but he hasn't got it anymore, so it'd be shit. So I'd want him to do it if it was a good movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But it probably wouldn't be a good movie. It'd probably be a terrible movie. <laughs> mm. oh, yeah, I mean, if the awards anything to go by. <laughs> No, I yeah, I don't know, man. John Carpenter, that would be... Uh, I don't know, he seems more interested in games these days. That's all he yeah. ever fucking tweets about. Um, which is really weirdly infuriating, you know. But um, it, it's all he ever tweets about is, is video games. And uh, I don't know. Um, okay, so we've got a question from Nocturne, Nocturne Tom DJ. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't seen this one. And yeah. he says, oh. films that could benefit from the addition of Buster Rhymes... Every single film. Yeah. Except, um, comedies. It has to be a a fucking poker straight movie that Buster Rhymes is in. So, I think Buster Rhymes, uh, replacing Morgan Freeman in Driving Miss Daisy. Why not? (laughs) That'd be fucking amazing. Buster Rhymes. (laughs) Do you want to give us any example lines? Um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I just, I just imagine him, him just literally just talking. She's talking to him, and he's talking about something completely different. But she's just a little bit crazy, so I can't get it. And he's going, "Where the fuck are we going anyway?" <laughs> and stuff like that. I just, I love to see him in things like that. Just films where he has, he has no fucking what is it? Or you know, um, the curious case of Benjamin Button. You know the narration over that. Instead, it's Buster Rhymes doing that. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Buster Rhymes is narrating Benjamin Button, but someone's just told him like the brief story of Benjamin Button, and he's been shoved into a room to do it, and he's watching it. Watching he's the been film told it's real it. as well. Because <laughs> if you're like going, I want to meet this guy. Fuck, he looks like Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, that would be the best. Yeah, that. Good. Yeah, anything, anything like that. That was a good choice. <laughs> I enjoyed that immensely. Good work, Mark. Bloody hell. Um, what a note to end on. <laughs> what a note to end on. Good shit. Um, all right. Nice. Um, 
Buster Ryder's given us way too much fucking amusement. No, he has over the last couple of episodes. Fucking right, he has. But oh come on, he's Buster Rhymes for Christ's sake. Of course, he has. Yep. Um. <laughs> okay. So, uh, good shit, man. Um. <laughs> Michael Myers is a killer shark. Did you notice in Halloween 2 as well? Yeah. Someone makes a comment about, about a, shark. a shark. And then they're like, how stupid is that or something? That was interesting. Anyway, uh, next week, uh, I'm assuming we're going to be reviewing Nightcrawler. Yes. Yeah, nice. Um, and uh, Should we double review it with horns, though? Yeah. So we're doing a marathon. Bang up for that. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Nightcrawler and horns next week. Sounds like a plan to me. Um, and yeah, we'll be, I don't know, back to one old, one new, or do you just want to keep it on the what we watched kind of tip? I, 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 I'm good at going back on a one old, one new. Okay. It, it, it helps, it helps keep my, my film viewing to some kind of level playing field. Okay, cool. Sounds good to me. Um, okay, so that's going to do it for this week's Dude and the Monkey. Thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, bum what was I going to say? Uh, Get in touch with us at doodlemonkey at gmail dot com. Yeah, uh, my uh, my brain is obviously melting. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, uh, at at Monkey, at Ian Loring and at DudeFaults. Absolutely. And uh, I think that will probably be it for today. So, yeah. Anything else, Mark? No, nothing else. Nothing else. Uh, yeah, looking forward to not having to watch another Halloween movie for a few months. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweetness. Nice. Uh, okay, so that will do it. Thank you very much for listening, guys, and uh, we will speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye.